This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iliqcom Now, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to Heal at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Well, the month of August is nearly over and the weather has turned, it's gotten a little cooler and of course we've got some rain. But that also means the start of fall and new beginnings. So today it's all about a few women that are doing some incredible things. We're going to meet the new executive director for the Victoria Hospital Foundation, Nicole Shamerton. But first, we're going to talk to a very dear friend of mine, Kayla Gordon. She is a legend in local theater. And she's finally, let's just say, riding off into the sunset into something new. So here she is, Kayla Gordon, center stage and in the spotlight. Well, some things never change. And Kayla Gordon, you never change. You're always so beautiful. But I have to admit, the glasses are great. Oh, good. <laughs> a little theatrical. I don't know. Not too yes. over the top. But... Uh, no, never, never. Okay, so a little birdie, or I saw that you are retiring. I am retiring from certain positions. I'm not as, this, as they say in spam a lot, I'm not dead yet. I'm still around. I, I still am going to be kicking and screaming and doing whatever I do to do theater, but just not going to be an artistic director, you know, anytime mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. Or for the next little while. Yeah. Well, yeah. and let's talk about that position and the company and COVID and the pandemic theaters shut down. What was that all, ex that whole experience like for you? Well, um, I mean, closing down all theater has been pretty crazy for everybody involved in theater. Uh, for me, it was, you know, it was a time to be cathartic and think, uh, you know, think back on 40 years and at least um, 25 of those as an artistic director, actually more, because I was with Winnipeg Jewish Theater for 11 and then almost 16 with Winnipeg Studio Theater. So it was a time to really think about do I want to continue being an artistic director as well? It kind of put me into that mode, which which comes with a lot of weight. I mean, it comes with the whole fundraising. It comes with, um, you know, making sure that we have grants and money to do all the producing that we do. And I just felt like I'm a little bit, you know, ready for that torch to be taken on by somebody else. Uh, not the directing part of it. I still hope to really come in and do, do theater, maybe for other companies as well. Uh, but I didn't want to have all the um, 
all the responsibility of planning a season and doing all that kind of fundraising. It just felt like the time was right. And especially because nobody has been able to do live theater in the last little while. We've carried on with our school program with the Academy and with my colleague, Brenda Gorlick, of course. Uh, we've done everything on Zoom. We did wonderful master classes on Zoom. So we have been quite alive throughout the past year and a half, but just not live theater, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we even produced a musical online with the junior company. So there's been a lot of activity, but it was just time for me to say, okay, step back. You know, I've got four grandchildren now, which kind of puts a different, a different slice on things. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm into my photography. I like doing that part of things, which I can talk about later. Uh, but that was just, it just felt like the right time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Uh, getting back to live theater, where do you see it going? Well, it's starting back up. If our mm -hmm. numbers continue to stay low, I, I, you know, I'm going to the Winnipeg Jewish Theater in a week. They're doing mm -hmm. their play in a tent. Mm -hmm. uh, they're socially distanced. There's just people are just finding new ways to approach it now while things are still cautious. So there is live theater. I am planning to go to New York uh, with uh, with my colleague Brenda Gorlick in November to see some of the new works that are up there, and everything is opening up there. So let's hope, fingers crossed that um, you know things stay low and now that a lot of us are vaccinated we'll be able to attend theater again inevitably we will i mean it's not going to last forever mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um like other other plagues and things that have happened in the world but yeah time will tell for sure well if you think of like the huge like you said musicals and you know the big theatrical productions do you kind of see it though moving back to a little bit more scaled down even when things I think, come open. I think it will start off slowly, but it'll come back. It always mm -hmm. has come back. It's going to come back with new, new creativity. I mean, there's been mm -hmm. so much writing and so many people doing creative things during COVID because that's what we have to do. We have to sit at home. I know that, um, you know, after certain times, like after wars uh, and other things that have plagued the world, uh, it has always come back in a different form. Mm -hmm. Yes, a little bit, but also hopefully in a better form. You know, hopefully a lot more diversity. I mean, we're looking at that kind of thing happening in the theater world, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so time will tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. So many other doors have been opened. Let's talk about the actors, though. Uh, even locally, how have they fared, and what is sort of their mental health state like? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I see on Facebook, that sort of keeps me in touch with a lot of them. A lot of them have gone into, not, not a lot, but some have gone into real estate. Some have done more, you know, other kinds of activities that are more um, individual, crafts, writing, all of those kinds of things. Um, people have found ways to stay creative, for sure. Um, a lot of online stuff. I mean, the, the, the level of the technical aspects of online stuff is huge. I mean, people have really learned to do video online, um, plays online, readings online, and all kinds of other things that you do because as artists, we need to create. And if we're, like I know with me, if I'm not creating or doing something, I'll, I would get depressed. Like I, I have to find an outlet. I mean, luckily I had my photography, so it took me out into the world of, you know, I did a whole a whole book on the on the um, um, murals in the city, which just kind of happened, and uh, it was just something to keep me doing some sort of storytelling creativity while we couldn't do anything, especially when we couldn't even go out. You know, when we were really locked down. That was hard. So I know a lot of actors particularly have had a tough time, producers, um, but I, I am hoping that most of them have found their way through this and mm -hmm. will continue on. 
it isn't it isn't because of covid that i'm stopping producing i just you, you get to a certain age where you've done it for a long time and you just feel it's time to pass the torch on to somebody fresh and mm -hmm. that's what it is um yeah and, and i think i think that's for me personally what it wasn't covid that helped maybe the timing it might have mm -hmm. put it off for another year or whatever but uh but really i i think i was heading that way anyway yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i guess now if you look back at your big and glorious career i mean like you said the the winnipeg jewish theater and then uh, winnipeg studio theater favorite moments for kayla gordon oh boy um that's tough um I probably, I mean, my biggest, my biggest thrill of theater is putting people in a room and creating and, and people finding new relationships. And, and, and you do that in the theater rehearsal hall, especially. I mean, I can't tell you the number of couples, we call them showmances, that have come out of some of my productions that I've done. People who are now married and have children. Um, I have students that I taught at West Caldona Collegiate and at UW that still continue to have a relationship with me. I watch them have children now like that. That's that's thrilling to see them grow and blossom. And because of theater, in many ways, have a new confidence about themselves. I've seen I've seen that a lot. Um, I've seen a lot more kids uh, that we've taught, either whether I taught them at University of Winnipeg in the theater department or they were in our productions at Studio Theater. I've seen a lot of them go on to Broadway, which, mm -hmm. you know, 20 yes. years ago, there might have been two or three. Now we've had at least 15 to 20 that have either been in off-Broadway shows or are working regionally across the country. A couple of the guys I know uh, that were in Ultra Boys are now creating songs and, and CDs. I mean, that, that, that gives me a lot of, you know, a lot of pleasure just to see the kind of um, activity that has come out of a lot of these kids that I've touched or that I've worked with. That's probably my most thrilling. I mean, there's little things along the way, like um, we, got a, we got a Governor General's Award for a project that we did, a cross-cultural playwright exchange that we did with Indigenous kids up in Norway House and Winnipeg City kids at West Caldona Collegiate. That was a beautiful moment. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's lots when we, when we went from doing fringe shows to jumped to the warehouse theater and did spring awakening, mm -hmm. which was a huge success and, um, Avenue Q, which was the first production I've ever done that actually paid for itself. Even with all the fundraising, the ticket sales alone paid for the whole budget, which was a lot. Uh, so that was, that was pretty thrilling. Um, <laughs> I know I can, I can tell you a moment when I was producing a show with Winnipeg Jewish theater. And a little old lady got up in the middle of the show and the performers stopped the show and turned to her because, you know, Prairie Theatre Exchange has those bombs going. And he stopped and he turned to her and he said, can I help you? Would you like some help? And he actually went up and walked with her to the bomb and let her go and said, pointed her on the way. And then she came back later. He stopped the show again and brought her back to her seat. And the audience just went, oh, like it's those moments where you're sharing, a, they're sh you're sharing a moment in time with an audience that is just so joyful and special. So I have lots of those. I mean, I could probably write a book on, on those moments where things happen and the unexpected happens in the theater, right? So yeah, oh, that's, that's well, you silly. should. That should be your next project, along with the photography. Maybe. So I'm not a writer. I'm not the photography <laughs> thing is something else. I'm, I'm certainly not a writer. I did try playwriting once, and I bow my hands to any playwright because it is certainly the hardest part of this whole business. If you don't have a good a good writer and a good play, you don't have a good product, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, what what could be so hard? And I once wrote a play about. Um, it, it was a funny, it was, it was just about like my, my friends and girlfriends, 
commenting on them and it was like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> so I don't think I'm ever going to be a writer. I'm not trying that. But uh, yeah. Oh, anyway. oh my goodness. Oh, mm-hmm. So you said that you still want to direct, you want to produce. Um, is there anything that you haven't done that you want to do now that you're going to have a bit of more free time? There's a couple shows that I'm kind of eyeing to see if they, the rights ever come up. I'm not going to mention the names, but at this point, um, there's a couple that I would love to get my teeth into. Either I would convince whoever the new artistic director is at Winnipeg Studio Theatre to produce it or maybe go to one of the other local theatres. Um, I'm open to directing. I, I've done a fair bit of directing outside of the city, mm-hmm. like I did a, a few shows in, in, the, in the States and in Toronto. I would I would consider you know if, if someone would have me I would love to I would love to be there to direct a specific play, um, so yeah there's 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 nothing else really that's jumping at the bit at the moment but I know I know there will be things that that will come up and I also have done so much um, work with local fundraisers and charities I mean different mm-hmm. events and flash mobs and things like that that I like to do and like to work with the community. So there hopefully will be some of that still down the pipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that everybody knows that Kayla Gordon is free, I'm sure oh, you're going to, yeah. your phone is going to be ringing off the hook. But, oh, uh, that's funny. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. But yeah. in all of this, I guess, what would you like all the people that you've touched and taught? Words of wisdom. I don't know if it's wisdom or just words from Kayla Gordon. What would you say? Oh, another good question. Um, I guess, I mean, coming up through a period of time where there were not a lot of female, there were, there was only one other artistic director going through my period of time. Um, I would say what I've done, my mantra has never been to wait for somebody else to give me a job. If I really wanted to do something and I was biting, you know, like itching to do a project, I always found a way. So I would say doors can always be open if you try. So I guess my motto is, you know, you never, you never know until you try, right? Mm-hmm. The worst they can do is say no, or you'll get a door slam in your face, right? So um, have the perseverance to, to carry on on your own. Um, someone once said, don't look sideways, especially an actor. Don't look sideways. In fact, it was Sam Hill, who, who was a Winnipeg actress who was uh, in Phantom of the Opera. You know Samantha mm-hmm. Hill. Uh, she played Christine. She's one of our, one of our studio theater girls. She was in Spring Awakening. Um, she said somebody told her not to look sideways, to not compare yourself with others, to be bold enough to feel confident about yourself and go forward and do what you really, really are striving to do. And I guess I would say that to, to anybody starting out in the business. If you're driven, now you have to be driven because it's not an easy business. Um, I, you know, I would never encourage somebody who wasn't completely you know, wanting to do this because the competition out there is far more than it used to be. There's a lot, lot of talent out in the world. But if you really want it and you've got the drive, you will find a way to create and, and, and be creative. So, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Oh, words of yeah, wisdom. And keep, and keep passing the torch to other younger and, and, you know, other willing emerging artists that are coming through the pipes, too. Mm-hmm. And you are the perfect example. So, Winnipeg thanks you. The Thank theater you. world thanks you. And we know that we are going to see you somewhere again. So thank and I've you always, so much. my last thing I want to say is I've always been really like, I, I, I know 
Um, Neva Dallas was someone that comes to mind. She sat beside me at Rainbow Stage and she wanted to go off and do comedy. And it took her a long time, but she finally made it with my mother's lesbian. Sorry, with... Um, uh, <laughs> my big fat uh, Greek wedding. My big fat Greek wedding, right. Similar <laughs> to the play we did. And I remember being kind of jealous about that, that she went off to Toronto and she finally made it, right? She's mm -hmm. done very, very well. And I stayed in Winnipeg. I, I found out it was the production of Kismet, which means fate. I found out that summer that I was pregnant with my daughter. This is 1985. I'm really aging myself. Anyway, um, I stayed in Winnipeg. I have worked away here and there, but I have always made Winnipeg my home, and I am so glad that I did. I will never look back. Like, I'm really happy that I've had my career here and the people that I know in this community. It's been great. Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I guess I'd like to leave it. Yeah. Oh, well, we love you. Thank you for staying. And um, well, enjoy. Enjoy your free time. Thank you. I'm sure our paths will cross. Oh, at some I'm point. sure. I'm sure. The I next, hope so. I, I want to be part of that next adventure. You know how okay. to get. You know how to get a hold of me. Come on a photo trip. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I want to give a big welcome to Nicole, to Hugh at home, and congratulations on your new position as Executive Director for the Victoria Hospital Foundation. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to both be with the Foundation and be here today. Oh, I know. So let's start with you, though, Nicole, a little bit about yourself and your background pre-coming to the Foundation. So uh, my background, I'm a social worker. I uh, come from a long line of um, working with community and it's, that's one of the reasons I find this work so exciting. 
I've worked in the education system and the health system. I've worked for a long time in the health system. I spent uh, seven years as the executive director of the Canadian Mental Health Association, seven years as the executive director of Clinic Community Health, and uh, as you can see, health and mental health are really a, a huge passion of mine. And when I saw the opportunity with the foundation, I really saw an opportunity to bring those things together and work in a place that was really innovative and creative in moving these things forward in community. Well, no doubt. And you then, you bring, I guess, Nicole, uh, a real knowledge of community and, and what it means, right, mental health within the community. How now, as you've made the transition to the, ho the hospital foundation, how much are you going to expand that knowledge that you have? I think for me, there's, I mean, when you come to a new place, first of all, there's so much you wanna learn and you wanna listen. So listening to the people that I'll be working with, uh, the people uh, both within the foundation office, within the hospital, within our communities that we serve, is gonna be so important to me. Uh, and then being able to take what I learn uh, and, and help uh, shape our vision moving forward is gonna be incredibly important. Obviously, uh, where I've come from and the experience I have are also gonna be a big part of that. Uh, and I think that I have a lot uh, that, I, that I can bring to that. But I also think it's incredibly important that I listen and see where, where our community's at and where, uh, where the, the hospital is at and, and uh, combine all of those things. Well, and it's interesting because not a lot of people know that the Victoria Hospital is the center of excellence for mental health. Screw that to restructuring within the hospitals. But um, how, how can we get the word out more, Nicole? Well, I think this is a great start. Like, I think this is exactly how we do it. We have those conversations. We find the places to talk about it. And, and it's why I'm excited to be here today. I, I love talking to people. Uh, and I love talking about mental health. It's something I've done so much in my career. And so I think every time we have a conversation about it, one, we get to talk about what the foundation does, which is great. We get to talk about what the Victoria Hospital does, which is great. But we get to talk about mental health, which is something we haven't done enough in our world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that we're only just starting to do in a way uh, that is less stigmatized, that is more open. And so every time we have one of those conversations, it's incredibly important. Um, and so I think that that's how we do it and that's how we start to change the conversation. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about relationships then. Um, there is a beautiful story just this past summer with Artbeat Studios and the Victoria Hospital Foundation. Um, working together, they had this wonderful art program which had a box of supplies and a notebook with some really um, uplifting messages from former Artbeat alumni that suffer with or live with mental illness that have found themselves through art. Is this something, Nicole, that you want to do moving forward and creating those relationships with other organizations such as Artbeat? Yeah, something that really attracted me to the foundation is this renewed vision to work both within the hospital and community to create a stronger uh, community, to create stronger relationships. I love that this is something that we're doing. We know that the that healthcare occurs everywhere. 
the health is a part of all of us and certainly it doesn't just happen in hospitals and the way that we create a healthier community is to be everywhere. So community groups like Artbeat, who I have been able to work with almost throughout my career and so it's so exciting that it's one of the first groups I got to work with here. They do amazing work. They do amazing work in helping people be healthier in our community, have a, a, a an approach to wellness, creating resilience and recovery. It's just a it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to change how people live every day. Artistic endeavors are something that really change day-to-day -day life for people. I think that it's hard to even imagine uh, how much of an impact that can be, but because I've been able to see that for, for decades, I really um, see it and I was, I was moved by it for sure. Oh, awesome. So we do have a very important event coming up on Thursday, September 9th. It is the annual sixth annual, I believe, uh, Miracle Garden Party. And we are so happy that you will be able to experience it firsthand and, and uh, we fully welcome you. It has been a, definitely an interesting time with the event because it used to be in the garden, which you've now seen. And uh, it's now moved to a hybrid where we're going to be at uh, four great restaurants, but enjoying still a, a little bit of the garden and some great entertainment. So I want to talk, there's a little bit of surprise, and people, you, you need to come out and support this event because you'll see it firsthand, robots, and, but in a good way. Robots aren't taking, up, taking the world over yet, <laughs> but I'm going to let Nicole explain this one. They're very small, unscary robots, I promise. <laughs> Uh, so one of the things that uh, the foundation has been able to support this year is a research project uh, that uh, supports telepresence robots. They are meant to work with people that are living in the community with dementia uh, and to support their caregivers to have a more consistent and uh, present response to them. So they have iPads, they have the ability to be able to communicate uh, consistently and to be able to be present uh, to notify if there's issues. They're really exciting use of technology. At the foundation, we're really committed to innovation, using innovation to change day-to-day -day lives and health uh, for folks and to keep them out of hospital, right? To keep people in community. Uh, so we're our robots uh, that haven't yet gotten their community assignments. They're still at the very beginning of their work. They've just gotten their names actually after our naming contest. Uh, our four of them are going to be out on assignment at each of the restaurants as part of the garden party and interacting uh, with folks there and interacting with each other actually uh, through um, the, the various uh, venues and so we're really excited about that i think honestly it's going to be hard to keep me away from just hanging out with a robot all night um but uh i think that'll be true for many of our guests so it's it's just going to be really exciting to see them i haven't gotten to meet one yet uh so so this is this is the big unveiling oh it's going to be so amazing and we've got to make sure that uh they don't suddenly disappear either <laughs> <laughs> so, We're so going to have note. to keep a close tie on those yes. robots. Yes. Maybe the we could get them to help out, though. Maybe they could do a, do a little uh, wine and cheese tray. I don't know. We'll have to see what they're capable of. But this is fantastic. And again, um, the Miracle Garden Party, if you want tickets, you can go to the website, thevicfoundation.ca. And please, you know, it's going to such a great cause. And it always is a wonderful night. And I'm so excited that, Nicole, you're going to be there and, and be part of it. But this must also be very, I guess, 
not only exciting for you, Nicole, but in a sense where the foundation and where you can take the foundation um, moving forward because that it is a lot. And, you know, and if we put into the equation pandemic, um, COVID, uh, we're not out of it yet. Uh, you know, it, the fourth wave is coming. How are foundations really looking to pivot and to really support not only the hospital, but the community? I think one of the amazing things about uh, the foundation, and they started this before I was here, but it, 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 I'm so impressed by it, is how they've pivoted uh, to uh, during COVID to both meet needs and look at what we're doing, but with things like this event. Uh, so being able to still offer a really world-class event in a safe way. It's really, really um, impressive. It's, it's just a, a wonderful opportunity. Again, I, I just can't say enough about it. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to being able to participate in it. I think anybody who attends will, will be really excited about it. Um, I also think it was a great opportunity to be able to support our restaurants in a time when they were struggling uh, and really support our community. Uh, so do things that we're committed to and aligning with our values. Uh, so engaging in our community, supporting our communities. I, we know that mental health is going to be a big part of the recovery of this pandemic, coming together in different ways, looking at how it's impacted us over the course of the pandemic, how it will continue to impact us. We know it's not over. We know there's still things that are going to continue to happen in the coming months, in the coming year. Hopefully recovery is soon hopefully we're we're near the end of this right Let, let's mm -hmm. live with hope hope is an important part of mental health recovery but we know that it's a huge impact and we need to invest in mental health now we already needed to invest in it now we really need to invest in it so events like this help us do that they help us take um uh what you bring uh, to an event like this, take your investment in it, uh, and also the joy and energy that you bring to it and reinvest that into community and into positive um, initiatives like the robots, like <laughs> Artbeat uh, to do wonderful things. And so I'm, I'm as you can tell, excited. Uh, I think everybody here is, and I think it's gonna be a wonderful time. Oh, well, we can hardly wait. The date is Thursday, September 9th, 2021, of course. And go to the website, thevicfoundation.ca. And uh, once again, Nicole, congratulations. Um, I'm excited to see where the foundation can go forward and make a real impact in the community. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
welcome back to Hugh at Home. We are going to leave you now with a beautiful video by singer-songwriter Leanna Oki. She lives in Ontario, but the COVID and pandemic certainly hasn't stopped this young artist from writing some beautiful songs. Here she is, Leanna Oki. I left my
We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. Are you starting a new career or maybe retiring and what are you going to do? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or you can message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehugh. But for now, stay safe and healthy and we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. for listening. This has been a production of ilikehugh.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.